Hello there, this is Frank, one half of the Nutaku podcast, just coming to give you a warning that the sound quality in this episode isn't the best. In fact, it sounds like it was recorded with a tin can, and for that I apologize. For those of you who don't know, I typically handle the audio portion. Uh, I have, you know, sound mixer, computer, microphones, all that fun stuff. And unfortunately, I screwed up and it was just recording through my computer rather than through the mics. So this is not the best, but here it is. Hello and welcome. This is New Taku, where we talk all things anime and manga. We are not pretending to be experts or gate, and we are definitely not gatekeepers. Definitely not. We're just fans trying to share our love of this product with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast, N-E-W-T-A-K-U-C-A-S-T, and you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, soon Stitcher. Stitcher. Just waiting on them. Please subscribe and share and give us all the five stars on iTunes. No negativity, please. No negativity. Uh, None at all. We don't want any of that here. There's plenty, we'll talk about plenty of negative things when we start talking about this season again. But <laughs> <laughs> this is I it. am Jim. I'm Frank. And this is turning into a very negative podcast. No, no. No, no. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have nothing but good things for a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that's going on. Try and keep it positive. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard in this world. It is. Heartache and pain. Oh. Not really, but that's why we have anime. Yeah, exactly, that's to keep you happy. Unless okay. you're watching something that you don't like, and then you're just like, okay, kind of going through the motions. Yeah, after Lost. After Lost. We'll get there. Uh, okay, how was your week? My week was uh, very draining. So I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, but I managed a comic book shop, and this weekend was free comic book day. So I had worked um, way too many hours, and then the day was there, and there was tons of people, including you. Yes, I stopped by. Did I you enjoy it? Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Uh, is it a I shit bought a Godzilla. You did, which is funny because that Godzilla, I saw that mm-hmm. and immediately thought of you. Oh, nice. So it was funny that you had picked it up, and I was like, oh, that's but the sad part of the story was buy one get one. Buy one get one. And I had my eyes on a um, toy. It's like a doll. It's a doll. Clothes. Yeah. That was uh, from uh, Copper Orange, mm-hmm. and I eyeballed it, and I picked it up, and I put it down, and then once I found it, it was buy one get one. I went back to pick it up. Some very nice woman had it in her hands. So my wife, being the way she is, mm-hmm. watched her. And we stuck around an extra 15 minutes hoping she would she put, put it, it down. down. That's how I got that beautiful Nicolas Cage signed autograph thing at the bar. Okay. It's because my wife stared at that thing until everybody went away from it and ran over and grabbed it. This girl did not put it down, and we had to leave. It was starting to get late. Ultimately, she did not put it down at all. She walked out. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. I figured you'd come through. With, uh, I would get a prize or a surprise at some point. You were hoping for it. I'm sorry. I tried. To the point where I had told her that it was on hold for somebody. And it was like, <laughs> super, yeah. <laughs> That's a it was lie. super awkward. Yeah, it was definitely a lie. So if you're one of the people that got, um, if you're that person, I'm sorry. It's a lie. That's the no, reveal. Okay. If, if you I are tried. that person... <laughs> Suck it. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I really wanted that toy. What are you going to do? As soon as you said that to me, I immediately was like, all right, I got to get this thing. <laughs> and I like, I saw her. I hunted her down because I couldn't for the longest time find her because there was a lot of people. In the there trailer. was a lot of people. Um, she was very distinct. She had a uh, little <laughs> Rick tattoo on her arm. She, she had this huge uh, uh, Rick and Morty tattoo, which, you know, you can tattoo whatever you want. But sure. 
I mean, in five years, I'm going to know who Rick and, Mor- who Rick and Morty is. No, I don't think so. I don't know. It's Especially specifically Little Rick. So she had the difference between Little Rick and Rick is just that it's the same dimensions, but he's small. He's little. So little. she had to get written underneath it, Little Rick, Rick, to describe what her tattoo means. To make sure people knew. And they so I should have known that she was going to take what I wanted. Yeah. Horrible person she is. That's Those cool. Rick and Morty fans. I don't know, man. Can't always trust doing crazy shit, jumping on counters, satchel on sauce, and all that oh, and yeah. fun stuff. That was a thing. I that was that. a thing. It was so long ago. Yeah. How was your weekend beyond beyond uh, free comic book day? It was good. Uh, drank a little bit too much, but uh, you know that's usually what I do on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm a weekend warrior. Uh, watch a lot of TV and uh, did a little something on Tuesday. I got some balls up and bought. Tickets to Tokyo. Yes, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So, I think we were celebrating a little bit because of that. So, I'm going in end of October. I've already been scouting out things. Land in Tokyo. Take a train to Kyoto, Osaka. Come back, maybe go to Hakone, which is where the springs are. And then back to Tokyo. So, we'll be there for a good 12 days. What is the one thing that you think you're looking forward to the most? Is there, If you could narrow it down. No, it's mostly the traditional stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to Kyoto, really looking forward to that. Uh, I am going to try to get into pro wrestling on there. I am going to go to Akihabara and go to all the nerd manga shops. Okay. Or, uh, and I already have a plan, like I'm bringing an empty duffel bag and bringing it with me and maybe stuffing it full of crap on the way out. It's an empty nerd duffel bag. Yes, you hope just to bring it, back. so if... You're expecting something for Christmas, and you're listening. Imagine that it's probably going to be from Japan, which is awesome. That's, yeah, that makes Christmas even better. I feel like. Yeah, it's foreign. It's Stuff that's foreign and comes. Someone put you in their mind and brought it back for you as a gift. It makes it important. I think. I definitely think so because yeah. otherwise, like you know, you're just people just getting it from Amazon. If right. It's here. Like it's not not anything crazy. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like thought is there. I'm sure people get very thoughtful presents, but yeah. If it's coming from another country, it's definitely like that person saw that item and thought of you. It is a lot more personalized. Yeah, my, my father used to go to Munich all the time, and he would always come back with steins. Okay. That's cool. And always. And I wasn't particularly, you know, it wasn't like I would dad get me a stein. Yeah. But it just became a thing, and I would always have, I have all these steins. Of course, I moved 20 times in the meantime and lost probably one every move, so... <laughs> I had some still. I mean, the thought was there, and it was every time I got a sign, I was excited. Like, like excited. Yeah, I do that with somebody. Uh, I give them elephants every time I go. Oh, nice. There's nothing. Live elephants. Live elephants. That's, 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 that is, yeah, it's it's <laughs> ginormous. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I started doing it, but now it's just a thing, and it doesn't even matter. Like I was in Las Vegas the last trip I went, and I was just like, oh, here's an elephant, and yeah. it had like a casino theme to it. That's cool. Yeah, something yeah. like yeah. you said. It's yeah. like you're thinking of that person. Yeah. It's nice. You want to go into some news? Let's go on this. We don't have much to talk about except for big news out of Japan. They entered the Oreiwa era with the imperial ascension of Naruto. Naruto. That's the uh, son of Emperor Akihito. So he retired. Is that what happens? They retire? They don't, usually. Last time it happened was 1817. Oh, wow. Okay. I think he got sick of being emperor and he abdicated to his son. Naruhito. That's so, neat. So usually they just die, right? And then that's yeah. how the next so one comes natural up. Ascension, and then if Naruhito dies, I think his brother takes over. But oh, okay. He's in his four, late 40s or 50s, Naruhito. So you probably know. know this, and you might not. Um, it, does it work a lot like they're just figureheads at this point? Yeah, more totally or less? Okay. So I think the last one that mattered was uh, in World War II. And even he was a kind of a pawn of the military at the time. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing about Japan is that their modern history 
started with World War One, pretty much. So, like, we think of our modern history as in colonization and after in the United States, after the Civil War, Industrial Revolution, and then now with technology. But for them, they were they were a feudal society up until the until the 1900s. So, they caught up pretty fast, though. They definitely yeah. did, yeah. So, unless he dies, he will be emperor. And it's Rewa, that's the name of it. They name every single era. After the name of the emperor. No, no, it's just a, it's a word that is, it's a symbol that is selected. And oh, okay. It has representation. I'm not sure what the direct translation is, but... So it was the Heisei era was before, and now it's the Rewa era. Hmm. It's interesting. That is definitely interesting. But yeah, the guy has no political power, I don't think. He just is there. Like even, uh, I think the king or queen of England are supposedly the head of the church. Yeah, I think they have... Was okay, Mal. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't the British by podcast. God, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'll be coming up next. Yes, we're yes. we're going to do a whole <laughs> British podcast. Yeah, watch the Queen. That's a good show. Uh, yeah, the Queen is a very good yeah, show. It's a good show, but that's not what this is about. So. No, it's not. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to Carol on Tuesday, and we've been talking about Carol on Tuesday. We have been. Yeah. There still is no release date on Carol on Tuesday. I, I don't know what like. It sucks because no. I see people posting about it and they post like videos of the songs and stuff and well, I have not. I guess they're wa- they're probably watching fan sub stuff and I'm not, at this point I'm not wait watching fan sub. I'd rather I'm wait not. until an actual official sub comes There's out. There's so much going on too. There's yeah. so much to watch anyway. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. But I still see people like post about it. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could watch it because yeah. it was like the highlight. It was one of the ones that I was really looking forward to. There's two reasons that I know I'm looking forward to it. One of it's it's Studio Bones. And uh, the uh, My Hero Academia, Mob Psycho 100, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs, which I watch a couple episodes. It's good. And Full Metal Alchemist were all from Studio Bones. Wow. It's a hell of a uh, resume yeah. there. Yeah. So, and it's all well-animated stuff. And then the supervising, supervising director is uh, Sincho uh, Watanabe. You might know him from Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, uh, and Space Dandy. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Cowboy Bebop. Have you ever heard of a little show called Cowboy Bebop? That fucking show. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's great. If anything, that's like the one I feel like everybody knows, even if you're not really into anime. Yeah, it was one of the shows uh, during the time that were actually marketed towards Americans. So it's very popular in the United States. It's really good. Yeah. Watch so it if you haven't. We have no idea when Carol on Tuesday is coming out on Netflix. I'm sure they'll do what they did with Baki the Grappler and just drop part two. Yeah. Which is a problem that we're going to run into now. Yeah, this is yeah. We have to figure this out. So I recommended watching Baki the Grappler, part one, this week. I watched half of it. I had already watched it. I'm trying to get caught up on it. Okay. I binged the hell out of it. I just finished it uh, today. No, yesterday. I finished it yesterday. Um, and yeah, because you had mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check this out. It's been less than a week, so I watched all 12 episodes on top of, you know, every other thing. Everything watching, else. And then, yeah, on top of everything else. But then, there we go. We already watched 10 shows. Yeah, it's a lot. So it brings something up. What are we chopping? I think this is actually pretty easy. Okay, what, what do you suggest? What do you, I, I, I mean, I already <laughs> right. know. I already... If you listen to episode one, I hated Fairy Lost. Mm-hmm. It's grown on me. The art's good. The CGI is awful, but the show has grown on me. I don't really care about the characters yet, but I'll stick around long enough that the world building has done me, so I want to see where this is going. If it was any other season, this one would probably be the one that was on the chopping block. But After Lost is around. After Lost is around. And I don't know if... I told you I would watch the... I watched the newest episode. There is bad guy magicians now, but I don't mean like they have magic. (laughs) 
I mean, like they do tricks yeah. and they're prestidigitators. That's yeah. That's so not... David Blaine in a top hat is like a villain, and yeah, give me a fuck off with the show. I didn't even watch it. So R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, it's gone. It's yeah, gone. We're replacing. So if you're watching along with us, we're getting rid of After Lost. Bye. So that's a big thumbs down on After Lost. Don't bother. Don't bother. It doesn't really love it. Happen, yeah. Unless you really love it, and I don't want to judge your you opinions. Can differ for sure. Your opinion is allowed to differ. Differ, but. I really don't give a fuck. Me and about Jim agree that we both don't like it. I just so don't care. I don't care. And I'm not trying to turn this into a thing where then all of a sudden this podcast feels like work because five out of the ten shows I'm watching I just hate. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. I got to do this. Well, some of it's like middling. Yeah, middling is fine. Yeah, which is fine. Which is the way I feel about Fairgun. No. Where it's like oh, I'm interested. Let's see where it goes. But so we're replacing it with Baki the Grappler. Okay. So now we're up to episode five of the shows we're watching, five or six of all the shows we're watching. I think Sarah's and is only up to over four, but five will come out this week. So I say we watch up to Baki the Grappler number five, and then we don't binge season two. We'll watch it concurrently with the rest of the season. Did you already binge it? I didn't binge it. I know I'm definitely giving that face, though. I was very close this morning. Yeah. Because I was watching everything else, and I was like, oh, man, Baki is like, pretty cool. I mean, if you want to binge it, go right ahead. I'm going to do it the way I usually do with these nah, Netflix shows. I'll, I'll follow with you. Which kind of like has me hovering on Ultraman for the last couple of weeks, because I watched up, I drank too much and, ran, and watched up to episode five. It. And now I've been waiting. Now I, now this week I get to watch episode six. And I probably exciting, forgot right? everything. That's the thing about Netflix shows is that they put it all out there and you tend to forget everything that, you know, that you were supposed to. I'll follow doing. you because otherwise I'm going to have to be that guy that's, you're like, oh yeah, this is so cool as you're talking about it on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, just buckle up because uh, it gets better. And you're like, cool, man. That's awesome. This wow. is your new character now. And I'm like, yeah, this is <laughs> dickhead Frank. Yeah. <laughs> So that is replacing Afterlust. Goodbye, uh, Afterlust. Not really. Uh, no, not really. I don't feel bad about it. I don't either. But you know what? If you do like it, please write, tweet, whatever. Yeah, you explain need to why. Do. Yeah, we'll maybe I'm missing there. something. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well. Isn't that based off a game? Wasn't that the whole thing? Yeah, it's maybe a, it's a mobile game. Yeah, we'll maybe probably get why. somebody writing in being like, "But the mobile game is awesome." Probably I'm sure is. it is. Yeah, but sorry, I tried. It's gone. Cool. Yeah. Do we want to do a quick thing about Baki or no? So Baki is about a um, tournament, essentially, of fighters. And on the one end, you've got kind of the bad guys, and they are, for the most part, criminals around the world. They all have various fighting styles, and then they all come to Japan to fight more traditional martial artists, for the most part. And that's kind of like, I think, the quick pitch of it. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot more to it, but without getting into things as I, I I forget the term that they use they use like a confluence or something that's like a thing in the on the planet that's happening that's causing a, a phenomenon to run across the world and this phenomenon the 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 example they use is has something to do with nitroglycerin. I, I couldn't follow. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I had about. no idea either. Right. Yeah, it like hardens or something or something <laughs> is happening with it where, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what they were talking it's about. It's in like the first episode and then they never really talk like, about it again. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. But this is, so all these fighters from around the world are drawn to Baki because he's so powerful because he won some underground tournament. Yeah, yeah. As, as a young man, a very young man, in yes. fact. Everybody else is like much older, it right. seems like, in the show. 
the body dimensions are preposterous. They're the most ridiculous things. Yeah. A lot of these characters are drawn like you would if you were like a lot younger and you're like, this is a strong guy and he's got like a million muscles. Oh, so many muscles. Yeah, so many. Like uh, Rob Liefeld or something. Yes, exactly. Big men. Giant men with giant heads doing giant things. Giant things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I recommend it, definitely. I definitely recommend it. And this, right. But this podcast is not about it. So we'll talk about it more next We'll talk week. about it again. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Yeah. So we'll go into our retro. So this week we selected uh, Fooly Cooly or FLCL, or I think for this podcast we're going to call it Footy Cooty, which is the way they pronounce Footy it. Footy Cooty. Yeah, Footy Cooty, Footy Cooty. Footy Cooty. Uh, I've said before, it's a good practice to go back and watch old anime so you can see where the newer ones get their sources from, what influences other people. And um, we define retro as anything that aired at least five years ago and legally streams. And for the most part, they were very popular at the time. Yes. Popularity has something to do with it. I mean, if we get a recommendation from listeners that here watch this, it's terrible. I'll do it. I'm okay with that. I would be fine with doing that. But for now, it's like, okay, if you've never seen this, especially now, like, Furikuri's 17 years old, so it's like, you might not have seen it. Which is very depressing, too, because I saw that you had shared some notes with me, and it says, like, the date is almost, you know, 20 years ago, yes. which made me feel very old. Um, yeah, 2000, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get talking to it. A long time ago. Okay. So footy-cutty is the term we're going to use, footy-cutty. Uh, it was a joint OVA, which OVA, if you don't know what that is, it's the original video animation. It's a term used for uh, any animated shows or series that were made for to be watched at home. So they didn't air on television originally or in theaters. Did they do this a lot or do they still do it? They might. Yeah, they still do it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, they they might get a later release on television, which is what happened with Footy Cuddy, but originally it was made on DVD and VHS to be consumed at home. Uh, It was created by Studio Gynax. Uh, Sorry, let me go into this real quick. Sorry. It's the Footy Cuddy Production Committee, which included Studio Gynax, Production IG, and King Records, a record label. Uh, Studio Gynax uh, created uh, one of the more revered anime of all time, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, Production IG, they did uh, Pat Labor and Pat Labor 2, and the Ghost in the Shell series. They're still around, so I think Gynax is still around. And Psychopaths. Ghost in the Shell series has multiple different... There's so many. Yeah, there's plenty of them. It's one of those ones that I have no idea where to even start. And King Records, how this ties in, they were the uh, music producing branch for Kadansha Publishing who uh, do manga. It was directed by uh, Kazuya Surumaki. Sorry about that one. Yeah, he was a prodigy of uh, Hideki Anno from the Genesis Evangelion. Uh, he was the animation director of uh, Nadia and the Secret of the Blue Water, which is also a Gainax production. And he directed the first half of End of Evangelion, which was the final movie for Evangelion. It was released in Japan in 2000, April of 2000. And in uh, August of 2003, it aired a during the Adult Swim block on the Cartoon Network in the United States, and that's when it really blew up. That's how a lot of people I know yeah. uh, seen it. That's when they, they, with its popularity in the United States, is when they decided to release it on television in Japan. Uh, the show takes place in the fictional city of Mabase. So I am a little biased. I've watched the show multiple times. It's the first time I watched it in years. I'm curious your take on this. Oh, you're going to love this. Go ahead. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, which is probably horrible for this podcast. No, that's fine. But um, it is very, eh, I don't want to say polarizing, but I think I'm going to say polarizing. Mm-hmm. The story is very difficult to follow. It, um, it doesn't really seem to wrap up at all. I guess there's kind of some closure at the end. 
Um, and are we we're doing spoilers separate or no? Are we how do you want to do this? No, we can do it. I mean, it's uh, I, my assumption is that we gave people enough. Yeah, and it's only warning. six episodes. Six episodes. Too. If you wanted to watch it, you would have watched it. If right. you don't want to watch it, you're just at gonna, this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, visually, it is awesome. It is very cool. In fact, in the first episode, I was a little lost because it is very fast moving. It is very fast paced. Sometimes the characters talk very quickly. So even with subtitles, it is hard to like pay attention to what's going on on the screen and read. Um, Good example of that is the manga scene. The manga scene. They animated the manga scene. So that's what got me into it, though. Right. So all that the was, way, that's inten- an intense. It is scene. so There's intense. At that point, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because they just kind of throw this stuff at you. Um, and it is, it is very, it's very confusing. It's just confusing. I'm going to say it probably multiple times this episode, but, um, when he gets home, um, to eat dinner, they, they do this weird switch and it is this manga style and it is very, very fast. But that was at the point where I was like, holy shit, like this show is kind of cool. I'm super into it. And then it lost me again. And then it picked back up. It seems to it would pick up when they would change visual styles, right. which they do multiple times throughout the series. And sometimes it's real quick. And sometimes it's a little longer. It's I believe it's intentionally absurdist. Okay. Trying to be buck trends and trying to shake up what your perception of anime is. Um, so at times it can be jarring. Definitely jarring. Yeah, um, they do this really cool thing in the first scene, or maybe it's not the first, the second or third, when they're on the bridge, and um, this is kind of when the three main characters, or three of the main characters, are meeting for the first time. Um, Haruko, um, help me out with the other two. Nauta? Yeah, Nauta. Nauta's the young boy, he's 12. Uh, Haruko uh, drives around on a uh, scooter with a bass guitar, she's 19. And, and Mamimi is 17. And they smoke six. They meet. She smokes six. She's so cool. Yeah. Um, they meet and they have this moment where it kind of uh, does a picture in picture. Mm-hmm. And they have this, it's almost like a DVD commentary yes. where they are speaking as kind of like real people. And this is like in a scene a tra- that they like had. Almost like it's in a trailer. In a trailer. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. I really liked it, but it only lasts for like 10 seconds. That's it. And that's how a lot of that stuff is in there. It's quick. It's in your face. It's definitely a rewatcher. If you don't catch it immediately, I could see uh, it being like, what the fuck is going on? So Haruko shows up, and she's on her scooter, mm-hmm. and she hits him and hits uh, Nalta in the head with uh, her bass guitar. Yeah. Nalta grows a horn out of his head. It, a horn, yeah. It's like a yeah, this thing that protrudes out of his head. And it happens multiple times throughout the series. Yes. And it's her opening a portal, and the portal pulls robots out of this company that showed up in the town. And the company is a giant iron on a hillside that blows steam every once in a while. But he constantly says throughout the series that he lives in a very boring town. Boring town. Nothing ever happens. Yes. Very ordinary, I think is what he says. There's a lot of teen angst in the show. Mm. Definitely teen angst. Now Ted uh, is living in this... Sh- One of the characters of the show that you don't actually ever see, except for in a silhouette, is his older brother. And his older brother is this kid that was very good at baseball that left the town and went to the United States. And it seems like this is one of those like backwater towns that no one ever leaves. So his shadow is over the show the entire time. And so what I was just about to say, the fact that you use that is he is definitely present throughout the entire series. Right. He's one of the major characters of the show that you never see. You never see yeah. him at all. Yeah. Uh, so much so that uh, Mamimi, who was his, we think it's, it was his girlfriend. 
it's a, it's heavily implied, but right. I don't think they outright come out and say it. And she definitely seems like heartbroken or heartbroken and definitely clinging on to the fact that he's going to call her again from the United States, even though she he's been gone for months. And it begins to reveal that he has an American girlfriend, who of course is blonde. That's the only the only scene you see of him. It's yeah. like a silhouette on a postcard with a blonde, blonde woman. woman. Very American. Yeah, it's very yeah. American. Uh, but he, she's like holding on to this 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 image of what he was, as what she imagines to be a boyfriend. Yeah, it's it's very unhealthy as well because he she starts to project onto her brother to the point where she... onto uh, uh let's let's use brown oh, so at uh, tasuku or takun is the older brother takun yeah she calls nauta the younger brother takun she gives him hickeys I, let, let, let me warn it you was, yeah let me warn you the, the age difference in a lot of these characters that have physical interactions is a little strange it like is. mamimi is 17 now it's 12 it's 12 years old so and there's a five-year difference and it's not a five-year different you know it's a five-year difference between a middle schooler the, high schooler is that so and they are fooling around other under the bridge like he I mean, doesn't seem like he's into it he doesn't seem like he's into it and it's never really you, it's hickeys you don't really know 100 percent what is going on right. in that under that uh, just complaining she smells like cigarettes all the time yeah so it is a it is a little bizarre when you kind of take it in that context um the age difference is there and she almost treats him as if he was his brother yeah yeah he's a you know, he's the stand-in for the brother now that the brother's gone. But I think everybody is a stand-in for the brother. Like, uh, Nauta doesn't... He's on a baseball team, and they just keep comparing him to the brother. Yeah, they all... All the characters, you're right. Now that you, you, you mention it, they all pretty much just say that he is his brother. They all use his nickname. Um, talking. Talking yeah. uh, with him, and he's, you know, it's a little bit of a kind of an identity crisis. Which right. They, they play on a little bit, especially towards the tail end of the series. And I feel like, you know, you feel bad for Nalta to a degree, but at the same time, I don't think there's anybody in the show that's actually a good person. They all seem terrible. Yeah, people. they're all horrible people. Even when they introduce, like, the grandfather, and you think he's going to be kind of that wise archetype where he's, like, respectful and everyone, no, he's not the, the father uh, common. Yeah. He's, like, a huge pervert. Um, it's like, yeah, there's and he also no, writes, uh, like for a dirt rag that like exposes one character's father. I mean, like father for cheating on his wife. There, yeah. He writes some sort of zine. That's just like a gossip zine gossip for the zine, local yeah. town that he then produces himself and hands out. So it's like, what the fuck are yeah, you like doing, man? Money. He used to be a manga artist, but he failed or something. Yeah. And he's just like doing this for, it's never fully established, I guess just for fun. Or well, grandfather's a dick and he doesn't like Mamimi <laughs> because Mamimi's poor. Yeah, Mamimi's not allowed inside the house yeah. because of that. They leave, Mamimi comes every day. They live in a bakery. They work in a bakery. And Mamimi every day comes at the end of the day and picks up all the old bread from yesterday. Yeah. But she's not allowed in. She'll she's not allowed out inside. out front for it. Yeah, what they make a point of being like, you know, we throw that out. Like, why are you eating that sort of thing? Like, you know, she doesn't have any choice, and they just like treat her kind of like shit. Yes, and I guess there that's are, okay. I don't think there there's not a single good guy. No. Maybe the robot. Yeah, maybe the robot. Um, Conti. Conti. So the first the first interaction we have with this portal, and it's called an Anno, is she hits him in the head. He grows his horn out of his head. Something occurs with Mimimi where she has like a headache and then a robot sprouts out of the top of Nalta's head. 
but it's being attacked by another robot. But it is being yeah with the first the first protrusion yeah there's a there's a robot fighting another robot and they both kind of exit from from the horn. Now this this robot is out of control. He's red when he's out of control. She hits the robot with I think with their guitar. It turns blue. That's correct. And now it's just its servant. It flies around on wings and it's a servant. And it's household. not very good at its job. No, I it's guess. terrible. At they it. constantly treat the robot like shit yeah. too, despite the fact like there's one scene where they go and ask the robot to go get drinks, and I guess the robot the drinks in like some sort of magazine or something, and he screws up on both of them, and they're like you're fucking useless and like all this stuff, and it's a robot that's flying and delivering <laughs> right. stuff. And no one seems to like. They don't think it's that odd that there's just a robot shows up in the town. They don't. They mentioned it at one point where they were saying something along the lines of like, "Oh, we kind of have to hide the robot because it's so unusual." Right. But then like, he just the robot is there and nobody does seem to question it. Yeah. I guess like people are kind of. I don't. Is it sort of? Are they talking about the town where like they just normalize this crazy shit and that's why what they perceive to be boring is actually it's kind actually of, wild. Yeah. Right. They're like so The fact like, that oh, this whatever. iron building and when I say iron, I mean it's looks like like a clothing iron, like an old like iron a from classic, the classic, like you know, that monopoly iron. Right. Like the, yeah. like the board piece. <laughs> the board piece. Like there's no They're like oh, nothing ever happens. There's this giant iron that blows steam all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. And you're right, there there's nobody. There's everyone treats everyone like shit like shit like I, I conti is the only one i think that it would be perceived as a good guy just for the fact that he doesn't really have a character except for taking a beating and it doesn't talk he just kind of fights other robots and monsters like now to the pro i guess he's the protagonist of the show i guess but yeah he's a dick and he tries to portray i mean of course he's being manipulated constantly by people and he's in the shadow of his older brother and he's and young you bad too. he's very young yeah. but he has a hard time like projecting his feelings but he is young see my whole thing is i always took it is because he's surrounded by these negative people um you know they're constantly mean to each other that that's just what he knows like he doesn't know any better there's not really any good characters i guess maybe the mayor's daughter uri but even she's not even that good because she like cheats at one point she cheats to in a talent show in a talent show it's a play it's a a play so she can get the lead so she can get the lead and then when she's exposed by it she has no She's a fucking asshole. She, there's no remorse at all. No, not at all. Yeah, she doesn't care. So much so that when she has like a redemption storyline later on in the last episode, I don't feel bad for her. No, definitely not. No. This is a a wild ass fucking show. It is super crazy, and it is hard to describe because, like I had said earlier, there is a plot there, but it is it's kind of hard to follow. Um, the visuals are well worth it. It's well worth watching it for the visuals alone and the music. The music's fantastic. The music is fantastic. At the end, uh, I, I don't know, is it the whole series is done by the pillows? Or it's done by the pillows. They were, uh, they were bent. They're still around, actually. They toured the United States and everything off this album. Really? Um, wow. Okay. This is, it's the drawing point and it is the emotion of the show. There are emotional moments visually, but the show is supposed to be chaotic and you know when you're supposed to have an emotional reaction with the show, depending on what the song is. Oh, okay, that's fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a, a song about the kids of the future, and that has to do with, like, every time something happens to one of these kids, and it seems like they're never gonna, nothing's ever going to turn out right, they play that, the kids of the future song. So, at times, I mean, like, that can be the drawing point for the show, is the music. The music. The animation. The animation. Don't go in there for a story. 
Yeah, if you're going in, so it's kind of funny that this is right after Steins Gate, yes. which is like almost all about the story. All story, where you have to pay attention. Where you have to pay attention. This is, you can kind of get away with half paying attention, right. just because it's more of the, it's it's like candy, kind of. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, caloric density in terms of like story and stuff, but it is, it is it's fun. It, it tastes good. Now, it is definitely dated. And what I mean by dated, there's some... Pop culture references that if you don't know what the hell they're talking about, you won't know. You won't know at all. There's an entire episode that's a John Woo episode. And if you don't know who John Woo is, John Woo was a, a director from Hong Kong. He did uh, Face Off? Is Face Off? Face United? Off. Face Off in the United is, States. Yeah. Great director. Uh, late 90s. You know, he revolution. Well, maybe not revolutionized, but he popularized the Mexican standoff in films. Uh, Mexican standoff is when two people are in a... In a situation where they both have guns in their face. They, they essentially have both have guns. Yeah. Both have guns in their face. And they can't do anything. But uh, that's, you know, that is definitely a dated reference. So if you're in 2019 now and you don't know, you've never seen John a John Woo film or don't know what it is, you're going to, like, what? There's a Nazi uniform. There is a Nazi uniform. Is, uh, yeah, the father wears at one point when they're when they're playing. That's the, the John Woo. The John Woo. Yeah. So they have weapon. guns, but they're like I guess pellet guns pellet is guns. what it's supposed to be. Okay. That. Um, oh, wait. Let me ask you this completely. Do you think that hit the horns that these protrusions? Because then there's an episode where there's one in the back, but it's not really like a horn. It's mm-hmm. like they use it kind of as a, like a gun. Um, do you think it has to do with like puberty or something like that? Yeah, it's, seems, I think it's definitely a phallic symbol. Right, because it seems like it, it almost a- always activates when he is um, when there's. It's not even. It's just the characters in general. Like he's, it's something sexual is going yes. on. It doesn't necessarily have to be with. Uh, not a, but yeah, it's, um, it's either the front of his head or it's the back of his head. There's the one scene where it's in the back of his head and it rises up and he kisses uh, Haruko. Yeah, he starts like, yeah, blushing. Yeah, he gets all yeah. blushed out. Yeah, it has to do with getting older and letting go of childhood. And he always acts like he's an adult. And they always mention that he only likes sweet soda. And part of being an adult, apparently, according to this storyline, is not like is liking bitter and liking sour. And very, very slowly, he comes to the point where he just I guess starts liking pulpy like, and yeah. starts liking sour. And one thing that Mamimi does is she starts project. She projects onto him her her affection for the older brother, and she they, she's codependent on him. She needs him around. Once he starts showing independence and starts to go hang out with his friends and hangs out with Haruko, all of a sudden she doesn't need him anymore. And she's like, gets annoyed at first, but before you know it, she's on a bus out of town and she's taking pictures. Yeah, she becomes some sort of... Because there's a photographer. She has like a magazine or something like that, or she at least is a photographer for a magazine. She also has like a weird arc towards the end where she develops a friendship or she comes across a robot dog, a small robot dog that eats... There's a scene with a giant hand. It's a robot giant hand. Uh, what's the name of the robot? Conti. Conti. Conti eats Nalta. When he eats Nalta, he becomes this giant gun. The gun shoots through the hand, and a big chunk of it falls into the river. Now, mind you, after Nalta, after Conti is done with Nalta, he takes a shit, and Nalta comes out like a pile of custard. Like it actually looks like shit. And smells. It smells. <laughs> they they note it. There's like oh, there's like a slime smells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The robot just shits him out. But the core, I think they just call it the core of the, of the hand. The, yeah, the, the core. core. They, it falls into the river, and she's always down there smoking cigs down by the river, and this little robot dog comes out. So she starts feeding it 
scooters. So it's like cell phones, and then it's scooters, and then it's... Which is a big scene, because she's this cell phone that she's been holding on to forever that has the brother's phone number in it, and she's been staring at this phone, and she keeps, like, typing the number in and then not sending it. She's trying to contact the brother. She eventually gives up and just throws it to the dog, and the dog eats it. Then she gets a scooter flies by, who I assume was Haruko, flies by and wets her. Now, Mamimi is a vengeful character. She's burned down schools because she was bullied. Yeah, there, she, like yeah, the first that's like one of the major um, character arcs that she has is is that that she's an arsonist. We have find out that she has a, a, an obsession with this flame god or something, yeah. which is also like a game, a game. And she yeah, there's these fires going on throughout the city, and it turns out it, it is most likely her. Yeah, most no, likely. Yeah. I mean, they don't ever say it. But they never say yeah. anything definitive about anyone or anything. No, but, um, about yeah, anything. They just anything. infer everything. They just infer everything. Like even the, I guess we're supposed to. It, it might be aliens that are with that come out and um, of the horn and that the. Um, Haruko definitely or, says, I am an alien. I am an alien, yeah. And that she flies around, she, so I'm assuming. You know. Yeah, she flew. The final scene is her flying away on her scooter. Is on the scooter. But she's, okay, so <laughs> Mimi's feeding the dog the scooters just to get back at the person that splashed her. It's her revenge scooter. list. Yes. That's what I think she says at one point. Yes. Yeah, she's eating on the. She's the, the Arya star of yeah. this show. <laughs> so when it comes down to it, it's. They're, none of these characters are very likable. Um. But for me, it really is a good telling. If you can accept the absurdity, it's fantastic art, and it's a good telling, a coming of age story. It's rewatchable too, as it you is. said, right? Yeah, it's worth multiple, and it's only six episodes. Um, I would say watch it and develop your own opinions about it. I'm still kind of. I had watched the last episode uh, last night, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out whether or not. I liked it or not. Right. It is, it is, but that's like part, it does a good job of doing that then because not immediately was I was like, you know, I really like it or I hated it. It does make me think about some of the, some of the stuff that goes on. And there's all okay, kinds so of, I forgot there was the, the South Park scene too. The South Park scene, yeah, where they South use Park the, um, the, yeah, the one back when they used to do it with the construction paper, yeah, right? Because yeah. of his eyebrows. The one character is a police, a galactic policeman on earth or something. And he has paper eyebrows glued to his forehead these square eyebrows that are ridiculous and everybody just comments like under their breath about his ridiculous eyebrows about how they don't look real at all but it kind of it went right into that South Park scene where it because it was animated to look like pieces of cardboard on his forehead they do a good job of it Um, if you were to say who the villain of this show was who do you think the villain was the villain of the it's kind show. of tough. I mean, like I'm putting you on the spot, but now uh, it's kind of tough to think about because not everyone pretty much is shitty. Everyone is pretty much shitty. If I had to guess, it might honestly be Haruko. Absolutely, I agree. With you. Um, because she is out of everyone probably the most shitty. I mean, she essentially shows up, causes all this trouble in this family's life, almost tearing this family apart because everyone has like a crush on her. Or is like really into her. Um, and then at the end, she kind of just leaves. And apparently, her whole goal there was to um, fall in love or capture the the space or the pirate king. His name is Atomsk. Atomsk, who's never fully shown. Is another character that's just like kind of there. Actually, you get an image of him at the end, or it's like giant hawk god or something. Yeah, it's like a space a space energy god. I have no idea. No yeah, idea. but she is supposed to she's in love with him at one point they mention it and um but then at the end when he does appear, 
she is like very much like I want the power. She wants his power. So it, it don't. Taco has it. Yeah, he has it at that time, and he's flying around, and he's he's. Or Nauta, sorry, I don't want to pronounce. Takun's the nickname of Nauta. The, but yeah, Nauta has the power, and she wants to get it off. And the then game. she switches real quick, which yeah. is why it makes me feel like she might, if there is a villain of it, she might be it, because then she doesn't seem to give a shit about anybody. No, she's manipulative. She only has her goals in mind. She doesn't care about anything else. She's running around sexually flirting with a 12-year-old. She's always, almost always scantily clad. Or not almost always, but like half half of it is her walking around with just like a towel on or something. Right. She knows what she's doing for right. sure. She's using everyone to try to get to uh, Atomsk. And then when she can't get him, she's like, well, see you later. And it's implied that the character that is the commander of the, uh, the Space Force on Earth, that she did this to him too when he was a kid. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't think like, she'll do it. She, she did this to, yeah, he says. At one point that um, she's just going to use you, and she's and she tries to pull something out of his head, and it's a little tiny. It's little a little guitar. tiny, yeah. And she says something like, like it's always oh. been, "Yours has always been too small," which obviously is a sexual reference too. But always been, so they have a previous refer a previous interaction. It's true. I didn't pick up on that. There's definitely a lot of rewatchability with the show, though, in like terms of figuring those things out. Yes, but and see, I have the the luxury of having watched it multiple times, times. so. I did pick up on the on the penis joke though that yes. when they, they did pull it out. Uh, I don't know. So like, she's definitely just a huge dick. To yeah, everybody. she's completely a dick. Uh, is there a good guy in the show? I, I don't think so. A robot, maybe. Maybe the robot Conti, but only because he has, like you said, he has no personality. No. He just listens to people, and then he fights kind of the monsters at the end, and then that's it. Um, which is a sort of telling, I guess, if the, the, the character that you think is wholly good is the one that has no personality at all right. in the show. Yeah. Everybody's personality is so shitty that the one that has absolutely none is the good guy. So if this is trying to say something, what do you think this is trying to say about life? That, like, everybody is just kind of shitty? Everybody's trying to use each other to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. It's kind of true. I would say, like, if you were going to do best boy, best girl... It's kind of difficult. Oof, I, mean, I would yeah. say Best Boy is probably the robot, and the same reasons that we gave why he would be the only good guy in the sh- he story. He would be the only good one, yeah. Uh, best Girl, I guess, Mamimi, I would say Mamimi, just because she Mimi seems to be a, Yeah, she's like a victim of, of possible violence from bullying, and she's her parents seem to have something happening in her family that she's underneath the bridge all the time. So she's she's a cutting school. product of her environment. Right. And I mean, yeah, she she does have kind of a, a shitty relationship in terms of, uh, you know, with the brother and kind of uh, projecting on uh, Nata. But um, they all seem kind of like losers. They all seem like losers, yeah. Not in a bad way. They just don't. The only one that was a winner is uh, the older brother who went off to... He left town. And he left. Yeah. So. so that's and he doesn't seem to contact anybody. But Mimi leaves eventually and becomes a photographer, but you know, they leave us the last scene, they leave us in this story where, you know, they're going on to high school. Hadako flies off on her on her scooter into space and there we go. That's it. So we don't uh, get much closure. Yeah, we don't get any closure. <laughs> closure. The show is completely up to interpretation. Um I would recommend watching it. I would recommend if you're gonna watch it since it's only six episodes. Because it is a pretty influential show, and it's definitely a cult classic. Yeah. Give it a second run through. 
just if you if you feel some kind of question marks about watching it because it is only six episodes and a 20 minutes a piece you can bang through it pretty quickly but if you're trying to get like a streamlined direct storyline this is not the show this is you. not it's no. definitely worth checking out just to see like you had said it is very influential um the the animation alone and the music is, is well worth it. yeah the music the pillows they're so, on uh itunes i believe so if you want to check them out that's it's definitely worth it the ending song is awesome yes Ride on shooting star. Ride on shooting star. Yeah. yeah. You gonna give me a? Give I'm me a gonna vacation. go the full. Yeah. Let me go. I got <laughs> the all Japanese the lyrics. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I botch everybody else's name, but I can actually sing in Japanese. So it's like <laughs> fun fact about me. Uh, but yeah. All right. So we're gonna do our next retro. Now this is to coincide with the uh, film coming out. It, I think it came out yesterday in U.S. theaters. I saw a report on Twitter. That one guy went and there was two people in the theater with him, so I don't know going how up against it's going to be. Endgame. Yeah, I guess it's going, yeah, you're going up against the Game what of Thrones. People are in Game of Thrones, yeah. too, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah okay. Like, Game of Thrones night, you're releasing, you know, it's Japanese you know, selling point. Their mindset isn't on what TV is important. They don't care about anything. They don't do streaming. Yeah, Japan does not do streaming. It's just not a thing. They still do hard and go to the theater. They do they do, really? They still do DVDs, and they still go to the theater. They don't do. They don't really do streaming. Streaming's new to them. I thought they had like great internet over there too. They have great internet. They have but great they technology. Don't. But when it comes to streaming, they don't do it. Hmm. It's you see it with a lot of, a lot of their products are hard to get a hold of unless an American company puts them out streaming. I do know there's still like a ton of shows that air that never you just basically can't watch up, unless yeah, somebody records it. It's up to a U.S. company to well unless somebody puts it or up like a, yeah. on the internet. But unless a U.S. company gets the streaming rights to them or the uh, the distribution rights, you never you'll never see it. They're just gone, which is kind of some sad. of them disappeared. Too. Yeah, like that's some older shows are gone. Like yeah. oh, they companies that bought other companies, and you know, there's some uh, distribution companies that'll contact and be like, hey, I really want to put this show put in the United States, and they're like, oh, we don't own that, and then they got to go through and mm-hmm. figure out find out they that they, they don't. Yeah, like yeah. it's a company I bought in the seventies. You're like, yeah, I don't have any of that anymore. So that show is just gone. Those people worked on that show, and it's, um, yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, troubling. So our next retro, we're going to do the original season of Code Geass. I'm Sound good? I, I'm excited for it's gonna, it. It's give us great. a couple of weeks because I guess it's going to be twenty. It's twenty four episodes, I think. Twenty four, twenty six episodes for a season. It's a longer one. Yeah, it'll probably be the longest one. No, I mean, Science Gate was twenty two, right? Yeah. Twenty four or something like that. But. Yeah, you know, give us a couple of weeks to watch us. Yeah, it might not be coming out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a highly regarded anime. I've never seen a minute of it. I've never seen it at all. I do. It, it is one of those ones that everyone talks about. I've never seen any of it. I um, I know that there's mechs, but they're have swords. I have a vague idea of what the, what it's about, but I'm right. going in almost completely blind. So that's what we're, we're going to do. We're going to do Code Geass. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. And we'll announce like a week before to... Before, before we actually... Before we actually record review. it, yeah. But we have lots of shows to watch too and other stuff to talk about. So, so much. I don't know. I'm enjoying it though. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Uh, send us questions and requests, and we'll talk about some of them on the air, hopefully. Uh, listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, hopefully, by the end of this week. And please subscribe and like and like, 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 like. Like. Five stars, five stars, five, five stars. stars.
let's say it backwards and then people are like yeah. <laughs> like, what is that thing at the end when they're like talking backwards <laughs> and then immediately they just yeah five stars and I'm like okay it worked all right until next time i'm jim i'm frank and sayonara sayonara